It's DTS 131. We heard from Bungie. The weekly update returns next week, and we've got a couple of ideas to try and help Destiny stay, well, maybe a little bit more fun during content drought. Listening to Destiny the Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve of the world of Destiny. I'm BBK Dragoon, joined as always by my great co-host Diddy. What is up, dude? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you very much. I am broadcasting live from uh used to be snowy Texas, so uh, <laughs> we got some snow earlier this week, about half an inch. That was enough for me to go home early from work. And uh, it stayed on the ground for about uh, six or eight hours, and it's sunny outside and 34, 35 degrees right now. I think the weather for most of our U.S. listeners, if you guys are in the West or the Midwest, has been pretty crazy. There's been these warm, like really wet snowstorms going on in Colorado, and then the Midwest is just like crazy right now. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's just like... <laughs> I am glad that I'm not having to travel very much right now. I haven't seen blue sky in like two weeks, it feels like. so. Well, I'm looking at it right now for you, so I just hit my mic with my headphones. That's okay. We are rocking. Oh, man, it, th- that kind of weather just makes me want to play Destiny even more, You know, especially with the dawning that uh, the last couple weeks. Snowy Tower was beautiful. Strike scoring, still here, and I love it. Yeah, so what was your favorite thing that you did this last week in Destiny? Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I'm just trying to, to find out ways to optimize strike scoring because I want to hit that number one leaderboard spot on our, on our clan leaderboards on the Bungie page, uh, for the yeah. nightfall specifically. Uh, I'm, I'm in the top five or 10, I think. So I want to hit number one pretty soon here. And I got the icebreaker. So that was I know I was super with excited. You. Oof, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we both popped our bounty at the same time and I was like, no. And Dave's like, yeah, I was like, dang it. That's always how it is in Destiny. It actually was nostalgic. I actually miss that because we used to play with a buddy called M. Vito, and he took a long break in year one, right? He didn't play very mm-hmm. much between like November and probably like May. And then within the first two weeks, he comes back in May, he gets a Galar horn. And I'm playing with him, and over the next month, he gets two more before I even got my first one. And I remember each time he got it, it was just like, I hate you. That is ridiculous. Our, our other mutual friend, Blizzard, uh, he we took him through the Vault of Glass oh, the first I know. time. We blessed the chest in the Gorgon's maze, and he got the Galahorn. First try, and it uh, that was awesome. This is first raid ever. My favorite thing <laughs> that I did this last week was playing some PvP. Rumble in specific like terms. I like that playlist because most of my friends are off playing a lot of other games right now, which we're going to talk about on today's show. And Rumble's that perfect playlist when you're just a solo player, can sit down, have fun, and really compete. And I feel like there's really less objects that are out of my control, right? If I lose a Rumble game, as long as it's not a crazy join-in-progress type thing, I feel like I had a fair shot. Where sometimes you get thrown into 6v6 games that I'm like, (laughs) I'm 6,000 points down, and Shaq didn't mercy yet. How am I supposed to get through this? Yeah, I lost a Rift game earlier today by 50 points. 
oh. rift 50 points like how does that even happen <laughs> did somebody just get an extra polar or something on the we, point I, I don't know i guess an extra assist or something somewhere along the along the match Dang. it was it was ridiculous how close it was Mm-hmm. Well, on today's show, we got a little bit of word from Bungie. Their weekly update has been on hold, but it's coming back next week. So it should be here, I think, on the 12th of January. Maybe Iron Banner this week. We record this show right before server update, so we don't know. But it's maybe going to be the 17th. Some information about Crimson Days maybe not returning. It's kind of vague. We've had a Bungie spokesperson reach out to an online uh, news site mentioning Crimson Days maybe not being guaranteed. And then we have our content drought survival guide because, hey, let's face it, we've been here before. Time to talk about some different ways that you can experience Destiny or perhaps just take a break from the game to avoid burnout. So let's jump into the news. News! Or the lack thereof, because nothing really happened that big this week. However, we got some information we did get to see what stuck around from the dawning, Diddy. Yeah, so it's going to be strike scoring, like I mentioned earlier. Weekly elite bounties from Commander Zavala, which are always nice. Get that extra rewards. Uh, daily Vanguard elite bounties from the Bounty Trackers. Sparrow Racing in private matches. Weekly Treasures of the Dawning for completing a heroic strike. And Silver Dust Store and Eververse items are sticking around as well. Mm-hmm. Zura's got something weird, too. They've sort of... Well, basically, you know where he sells the Sparrow Speed Upgrades, Glass Needles, mm-hmm. you could get the three heavy ammo synths, and then a ten stack of heavy ammo synths. It's like some of the items disappear from there, and it's in the back end appears like they've hard-coded that only five items can ever <laughs> appear in that slot. And so some weeks it's like, well, I can't get Glass Needles this last week, or the week before, I couldn't get three of coins. It seems like that change between the three and ten stack, they need a sixth inventory slot and Zer just doesn't have it <laughs> that's uh, definitely interesting so it looks like for the time being we are getting some cycled Zer content so that's uh, that's pretty cool the back of the tower opened up so the speculation videos went galore <laughs> what could happen find out after you watch my 40 second ad dun 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 shots <laughs> fired indeed so nothing so, additional in the back of the tower, just the doors are open. You can get the ghost if you haven't already there. That's where the old Iron Banner was if you're just joining us for um, yeah. uh, Rise of Iron. So that's, uh, man, speculation runs wild in the Destiny community. We have an imaginative uh, community. Well said. You can also get the Hawks I found out this last week through a funky <laughs> exploit. I don't, I don't know how it works on PlayStation 4, but on Xbox One. If you go to Destiny Managed Game, you can actually delete the little Rise of Iron item, which is like 10 megabytes. And then when you launch the game, it just thinks that you own the Taken King. And all of the vendors are the Taken King inventory from the <laughs> April update. So the God Roll Hawksaw with Counterbalance is still being sold right there. Little tidbit if you guys are looking for uh, a good PvP pulse rifle. But I bet most, if not all of our listeners, have a decent clever dragon at this point. So Iron Banner. Might be coming this Tuesday the 10th, but probably Tuesday the 17th is what we think. Imagining that the weekly update will give us some more information on this. We both predict the game type, I think, of control, right? You want Clash, but you're thinking it's Control. I want Clash, but I, I'm going to expect Control. So uh, hopefully I'll be pleasantly surprised when it comes out. I'm hoping that this is a survivable Iron Banner, but I have just this feeling that it's going to be one of the laggiest 
like most toxic ever. I could be wrong, but it just <laughs> seems like the holiday hype is dying down. We're in this lull between now and the April update. I could foresee this being one of those like lower population iron banners where whatever the matchmaking settings are, it's going to be like so many red bars can't handle. <laughs> but I could be wrong. I could be very, very wrong. But bring out your <laughs> your clever dragons, your Metador 64s. And it's probably going to sell the lingering song, which is the hand cannon. They have not sold that one just yet, I don't think. It's uh, it's pretty fun. Uh, I definitely like it. I definitely enjoy using my uh, Luck in the Chamber or Firefly version. So it's, uh, it's pretty nice. Yeah. So from this Bungie post that Cosmo gave us after the New Year's, he says, and I quote, Bungie is ramping back up to full strength. One by one, we're arriving back in the studio to take up our positions at our desks. We'll be regrouping this week and preparing for another year of destiny. Our next This Week at Bungie blog update will land on January 12th. We won't be ready for any major reveals, but we'll resume the conversation about the rituals that return to destiny week over week and month over month. End quote. So yeah, they're going to talk about Iron Banner. He didn't say like giant reveals. That means like no Destiny 2 information or probably April update information. But let's talk about Crimson Days. For new players, Diddy, what was it? When did it happen? Crimson Days is a Valentine's or mid-February event for uh, Destiny. And it came out with Crimson Doubles. Where 2v2 PvP Crucible game type where um, it gave you certain shaders and ghosts, different rewards, and... Um, when you're playing in the game, if one of your team member, if your only team member dies, because it's doubles, um, the person le left standing receives a, a buff, like a broken heart buff. It gives you increased uh, recovery and armor, and it just makes you just bloodlust. You want to avenge your fallen uh, teammate, and uh, it's actually pretty, pretty fun, and uh, it's nice. Just gives you nice little rewards there. Yeah, speaking of Crimson Days, we don't know if it's returning for sure. We have no roadmap past the dawning. I had a person on Twitter, at JmanX7, tweet me an article from express.co.uk talking about Crimson Days' uncertain future, and here's the quote from the article. Unfortunately, however, when asked whether Crimson Days would be returning in February, a Bungie spokesperson told Express Online that there were no guarantees beyond the conclusion of the dawning in January. End quote. So no guarantees, but I would be so surprised if the live team passed up an opportunity to recycle an event. And I don't say that to be mean, but it's just like the live team hasn't done much in year three that has made us go, wow, that was a radical change from year two. <laughs> Definitely some improvements, but I mean, I doubt they're going to just get rid of what they made because yeah. they probably don't have enough people to do something completely new in February. Yeah, with Crimson Days last year and Festival of the Lost last year, and then the year before that, I was about to say this year because it's not, but uh, in 2015 and 2016, Festival of the Lost. And then with the dawning, it, it's, we're, we're getting like yearly events or potentially yearly events in Destiny that would keep the game fresh throughout the year. And Crimson Doubles or Crimson Days just makes so much sense because it's it's a PvP event. It's uh, It's been done before. We liked it. The loot was really good, really cool. It was, it was all the colors, right. The I mean... Wouldn't I mean, you say it's it, like... It was new content, right? It was just, average. Like, it was better than Festival. <laughs> That's true. I, I think it was better than Festival uh, the first time around. And Crimson Days, it's just... It's fun. You know, it, it, would, make, it would make sense to bring it back. But uh, very sad if they didn't. Yeah, I bet they're going to also do maybe a special themed trials since we had spooky trials. <laughs> the way Doubles they can trials? do that... Crimson Doubles trials? Tri 
Crimson Trials with Broken Heart buff. I think they could do it better than Spooky Trials. Spooky <laughs> Trials took over the whole weekend, and the people who actually want to just play normal trials who wait all week, it's like, dang it, it's kind of frustrating. You had this great idea. Why not just make the entire week have a special elimination playlist that is the holiday-themed trial settings, right? Yeah, whatever holiday theme is going around that time around, put it in a weekly playlist and not in trials because people look forward to trials being trials, you know, what it is, the pinnacle of endgame PvP content, just putting three guardians against three other guardians just a battle to the death and see who comes out on top you know with how red siva is i know this won't happen <laughs> could you imagine them doing a valentine style event in wrath of the machine actually changing the raid this is more like speculation for destiny 2 <laughs> but a special raid event where fights change and there's different like modifiers going down or maybe you need to do a different task like Axis really wants a Valentine, so you have to carry something to him, this heart-shaped <laughs> thing, and give it to Axis and make him feel like he's a loved SIVA leader. Or if you're uh, inside one of his SIVA swarms, you're like charmed and you can't yes! really shoot anything. Oh, yes! Man, that would be incredible crowd control from a raid boss. Let's do that. Oh, see? <laughs> if only. It won't happen, but there's a lot of potential. But... You and I both expect Crimson Days to return. That's sort of the reason we threw this in there. But thank you to J-Man for the article. Why don't we dive into our topic then? All right, so it's the portion of the show where Diddy and I want to talk about maybe keeping Destiny a little bit more fresh and fun because we are entering content drought portions of the year. I want to open and close by saying most of our listeners are pretty regular Destiny players, wouldn't you say, Diddy? Yes, I would say so. And they've probably exhausted most of the suggestions that we're about to give. Yes. <laughs> That's probably true. Yes. So with that said, honestly, one of the best things you can do during content drought is take breaks from the game. You know, there are different ways to experience destiny and different activities to do that you may not have experienced before. However, burning out is something you really never want to do. And there are so many great games out right now and other awesome experiences that can be a really awesome time to explore and go after right now when destiny isn't really popping off you know mm -hmm. yeah and when you're taking breaks from destiny playing other games or doing other hobbies doing anything else when you come back to destiny it you know renews this or it gives you a sense of um appreciation for what destiny has to offer you know i play other games that are not shooters i think destiny is destiny and overwatch are my only two shooters that i'm playing right now and when i'm playing something that's not a shooter when i come back to destiny i'm like oh yeah this feels good i like shooting vandals faces off and it's it's nice so uh taking breaks definitely you know helps renew my appreciation for destiny that is so true you know i've been mainly playing overwatch right now and when I come back and I play PvP for, you know, videos or just for fun, I would say three, maybe four times a week. It's so much more fun to sit down when you haven't been playing the game every day or you've taken like four or five days off and you come back and you're like, man, there is no other shooter that really feels this way. <laughs> so don't burn out. It's like, uh, what's your favorite food, Diddy? Favorite food in the world? Um, probably chips and queso. Okay. If you ate chips and queso every day... You think it would get old after like six, seven, eight months? Yeah, if I had it for every meal of every single day, I'd probably be 
dead in a month, but <laughs> it would definitely get old before that. But uh, I, I definitely know, I see what you mean. Yeah. So everything in moderation. With all that said, Diddy, what is our first suggestion for finding a little bit more fun with Destiny? Alts. Play on alternate characters, alternate accounts. Pretty much everyone at this point, um, it's assumed that they have an alternate character. But if you don't, it's uh, it's a great way to try out other playstyles and open new experiences. I know personally, I'm still hunting the rest of my Titan Crucible Kills Grimoire score. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so whenever I can play Crucible or whenever I want to play Crucible, I jump on that Titan it's totally different because I main a hunter. You know, it, there's no golden gun. There's no blade dancer for the Titan. It's just different. You know, I like to play defender in PVE because it's just fantastic. And it's just something different that I can do. Part of me gets bummed out when I see players who make like two or three warlocks. And it's just like, I know <laughs> it's really easy for you to swap the gear over and you get your weeklies done a lot faster. But you miss out on getting to try those other subclasses. A big part of my fun with Destiny in year one is the fact that the Hunter was like the very last thing I ever leveled. And once I started doing it, dude, for like six (laughs) months straight, I played Gunslinger Hunter. And I was like, this is so fun. They're so floaty. They feel so different. I bet most people, though, probably have alt characters and they've already filled their max three slots. So what would our next suggestion be? Next suggestion is uh, kind of a fun challenge you can do in Destiny. We, it's called Perma Destiny, and it, uh, we think this will only appeal to a, a very small subset of players. But it's uh, it's better if you can make it a community-driven thing. Basically, what Perma Destiny is is you create a brand new character. And once you die, you have to delete it and restart. Basically, that's how it goes. Yeah. Yep, it's uh, one and done. I'm trying to find our Iron Lord challenge notes, which actually I don't think we wrote up in a Google Doc. We just put it no. between you and I. So <laughs> I basically, so. Perma Destiny doesn't really have any official rules, except if you die during the leveling process of a new character, PVE die, by the way, you delete it. That's it. It's one and done. And if you can get it all the way to, you know, max light, that's awesome. That's a really cool accomplishment. And what I mean by it's better if you can make it a community-driven thing If you can stream it or maybe make just sort of a backstory for your character that you can share through Twitter, if you have just friends that you can get (laughs) invested, it's like, uh uh-oh, Timmy just died. Level 19, the Black Garden. I can't believe it. It creates (laughs) like just way more fun if you can actually invest sort of a backstory into the character itself. I mentioned the Iron Lord Challenge because last summer, Diddy and I came up with something very similar kind of ripping off the um, Iron Man challenge from World of Warcraft. And we had a Mm -hmm. bunch of rules for our permadeath version, which was like, (laughs) you couldn't upgrade any nodes past your jump and your grenade nodes. So you could never use a super that eliminated like self res. And Mm -hmm. you could also verify it on destiny tracker. I think we said you could only use greens, right? Green gear. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah, basically. And there was a couple of other things, but that might be a little bit, more hardcore it never made its way out of the <laughs> attic but perma destiny if you guys want to again only a small subset diddy we just did something about a month ago with our listeners and viewers that was super fun yep retro raids you and i did a crota's end uh, return to crota's end stream for a couple hours uh, on the 9th december 9th crota's end's birthday basically um, or i guess i should say the dark below's birthday but uh, yeah, we ran through Crota's End for the afternoon, 
took people through it for the very first time, explaining the mechanics of the raid, getting that new gear, or I guess I should say older gear, but new for the people who had never done it before, and they thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, going back to those retro raids, again, gives you more perspective into Destiny's design and more appreciation for what things you have now, or maybe you're just like, man, I wish we could do this again, and then you do it again next week. It always surprises me how many listeners that say I've never gotten to do Vault of Glass. What? Like, no, yeah. it's so good, man. <laughs> They've never had a reason to, you know? It's not yeah. current light levels, and it's not going to advance them at all. But it's that content is so good. It is, like, the best content in Destiny. If you just did Vault of Glass, Crota's End, I'm going to skip King's Fall because it takes 17 hours to complete. And then Wrath of the Machine, <laughs> just do that in a weekend. It's it's so good. Yeah, it's hard to get groups together, I imagine, though, for some of those <laughs> retro raid runs for a lot of our listeners. One thing I would suggest is trying out different weapons in PvP. This was something that I did, like, what do you think, two months ago, two and a half months? I put the Grasp mm-hmm. of Malak away. And I've had more <laughs> fun in that time. My KD has gone down a little bit, but I've had more fun in that time just using tons of different weapons because it forces you into different play styles and you learn more about the sandbox of pvp and you can succeed like using things like fusion rifles or i didn't like sidearms did he remember how long i used to be like sidearms suck (laughs) they're like really fun no land beyond sidearm that is a fun pvp experience even if at the end of the game your score sucks Yep, there's a reason i did that for crimson days last year it's (laughs) it is so fun because you just confuse the enemy. They're like, what? They've never gone against it. Like, rarely do they see it. (laughs) All right. Grimoire hunting. This was something that was way bigger in, like, year one. It's not around Mm -hmm. as much anymore, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would would say it's not around at all right now. Um, But then again, of course, I'm probably disconnected from that type of community. But Grimoire hunting. Get all the dead ghost locations, all the calcified fragments, all the SIVA clusters, everything level like i mentioned earlier i'm i need to get my titan crucible kills grimoire score up that was part of my grimoire hunting in in year one and year two because it's not so prevalent now because grimoire score isn't as noticeable on the player card Um, but when you went into some type of lobby that showed grimoire score back in previous years when it was visible right when you saw someone they had like 4,000 Grimoire or something higher, whatever near the cap was, you're like, oh, wow, this dude's played a lot of Destiny. Didn't really showcase their skill, of course. It was just like, wow, you play a lot of Destiny. And uh, I figured, you know, people who play a lot of Destiny are going to be somewhat better than others at the game. So it's a nice judge of, uh, I guess I would say, player character. It's accomplishments, you know, it's like that accomplishment tab in World of Warcraft. I do kind of miss the days where it was just visible all the time on the player card, whereas now you just highlight the player card to see it, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next suggestion, Summit Fell Winter Peak. I know that's a really short one, but that was <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the expansion was getting up there. The view was gorgeous. It was challenging. And it was like, all right, Bungie, well done. And nothing <laughs> is more satisfying than when you're down just in the social space and you see somebody plummeting off. <laughs> slams into the ground and bounces in physics off the ledge. It's just so gratifying, right? Yep, absolutely. Go after the long weapon quests. Grasp, oh wait, why did I put grasp in here? I meant the um, touch of malice. <laughs> 
Touch of malice, <laughs> not the grasp of malice. Grasp of malice is going to be a long quest to get there. You're going to have a couple treasure keys at least. That's right. <laughs> that's right. No, the touch of malice, the exotic swords, the sleeper simulant, outbreak prime. I put Nova Mortis in here. That was a like joke of a quest. The Abaddon, the Kvostov quest, the Gallarhorn quest, the Thorn quest. Those are really fun. The touch of malice quest in particular and the exotic sword quests. Those were really mm-hmm. enjoyable things for me. Yeah, so. I think Exotic Sword Quest was, in my opinion, the most grindy of of them, but it, it, you felt accomplished at the end of it. You're like, oh, finally. And it's such an awesome weapon to use. I still don't have Raze Lighter or the Bolt Caster. I just have the Dark Drinker because I just I haven't done the others yet. But I want to. I want Raze Lighter. I want the Bolt Caster because they just look like so much fun. Mm-hmm. And it's not too late to start collecting because the April update will probably bring, bring with it a light level raise cap uh, or raise the light level cap. I don't know why I phrase that so stupidly. And then we're <laughs> going to get new vendor stock from the tower most likely. So people start saving up heavy synth and motes of light and all sorts of materials so that you can just on day one of the April update get a ton of faction packages, try and get some of that new gear quickly, try out some of the new weapons. So just start stockpiling junk. I know that's kind of a back Mm -hmm. of the brain thing. There's some people who love to collect rewards for fashion destiny. There's an entire subreddit (laughs) just devoted to really good looking guardians. And when you spend time there, you're like, I had no idea there were kits that looked that good. That's pretty cool. I remember one in year two. I think it was around House of Wolves came out. Um, There was just one guardian who had the white, green, like lime green and yellow shader the sparrow that matched him in color and then he had like the sparrow boost that you could buy from Zer that matched that as well and it looks oh like my. he was like the sprite man like sprite, oh my gosh. the soda he looked like he yeah. was representing that brand it was so cool that is awesome mm, let's see wrap up things that you haven't done like those unfinished quests i know i still have some quests from the taken king i haven't even finished up but i put skull loss in here did he how many people do you think have just passed over Skolos and never done him? If you joined Destiny after House of Wolves, I would probably say 95%. Yeah. Because Skolos is, it's not a raid. So it, there's like, there's not, there is a nostalgia factor to it, but it's it's hard, or at least it, it was hard uh, when it first came out. And Skolos, you know, because it's not a raid, people just skip over it most of the time. That was one of my favorite, if not my favorite fight in all of Destiny. There's not really a clean way that you can do a pure year one version of Skolas, but you could put on year one gear if you farmed like some, I guess, probably Retro can't raids. Perfect. Retro raids. But I just go back <laughs> and do Skolas. That is such a fun, stinking fight. The level 35 version. I was just thinking there for a second. You know, Blizzard has this thing in World of Warcraft called time walking events where you can go back and play a dungeon and have everything scaled to the appropriate value so that you don't go in and just absolutely destroy it. I don't think that technology exists in Destiny 1. It will never probably exist in Destiny 1. But maybe in Destiny 2, that would be really cool to go back, experience Mm -hmm. skull loss at level 34 and to know what it was like, dude. Arc skull loss. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> wow. That would be Arc Skolos. Yeah. That, that, thank you for mentioning that. I think Arc Burns Skolos before they uh, nerfed, nerfed the reinforcements. Him, yeah. I think that was the hardest activity in Destiny, period. No matter what. Because 
you couldn't leave and come back at a later time. There were no checkpoints in that activity. You had to go through all the prison elders to get to Skolas, and then you had to beat him. And arc burn with all those vandal snipers and all the fallen weapons that do arc damage. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculously hard. I wish light wouldn't be on some of our class items because I remember Sassy told me about this thing called the Cloak of Perception, which was this blue cloak that would only drop when you were between like level 8 and 12 as a hunter. Mm. And so he told me about it before leveling it up. I grabbed it. I never dismantled it. And that's what I used. And so many people would message me, what is that cloak? Because it was all torn up on the bottom and it looked really unique. Yep. That's that kind of cool collecting stuff that I wish we still had. I don't know. I just don't think that the personalization items should have light associated with it. They should be things that are just flare that you throw on and equip like an ornament style thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Absolutely. I think that's just about all of our suggestions. We did put lore playthroughs, but that's kind of hard to explain. My thinking of it was spend time learning about the story and the grimoire cards. There are so many great YouTube creators and the Ghost Stories podcast that do in-depth lore segments about the game and you can really learn more about that story because there is a rich backstory like embedded into the game. It's just not really something you experience in-game, you know? Yeah, or you can create your own lore by doing that uh, Perma Dead Sydney challenge and you said, you know, live tweet or tweet your, your playthrough on Twitter. But what if you just created a story, crafted a story around your guardian and as you play through, you to the birth and the life of that guardian through some type of lore storytelling. That would be so cool. I want to read that would something be pretty like that. cool. Maybe once Destiny 2 gets here and the narrative becomes a bit more robust, we can see more of that role play side of things. So to wrap it up, I want to tail end it by saying take breaks. Seriously, I don't feel like Bungie has created in year two or year three an end game loop or experience that has enough content for you to play every single day. I really don't think that end game in year two or year three has delivered like enough content or a robust enough experience for you to play every single day. So take breaks and there's nothing wrong with mm -hmm. that, you know? Yeah, I'm definitely going to agree with that. Be a, become a completionist, you know, do all of your record book stuff, all of your, get all of their quests done, those things like that. But breaks are so good because, like I said before, it just makes you appreciate the game so much more when you come back to it. You're like, wow, yeah, I miss this. I miss Nova bombing six people sitting on around heavy ammo in the middle of a game. I miss that. Yeah, creating those experiences is a whole lot better than burning out. Well, that's going to do it for DTS 131. Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y, D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. For the links from today's show and more, head to DestinyTheShow.com. Remember to check out our friends over at DestinyTracker.com, the best place to track your stats in the Destiny universe. You can follow us on Twitter at DestinyTheShow and on Twitch.tv slash DestinyTheShow. You can follow me at BBKDragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.